Neo Before Blog presents Neo Before Pod. Hello and welcome to the latest in our Neo Before Pod flashcasts. Uh, we've had some news about Star Trek Discovery. I'm your host, Craig, and me and Sandy are going to talk about it. Hello. How's it going? Not so bad, a bit jet lag, but otherwise fine. Yeah, well, we're um, we're all kind of behind on this one. Uh, the the news dropped like last week, but we're uh, here well, to talk about it. We'll do what people, we can do. people have had time to digest it, and so have we. It, actually, that might that might be a benefit because people will now <laughs> they'll they'll have a bit of an information of what they what uh, they'll have read it. They'll have mm. formed an opinion. Now we're gonna should give our opinion and they're either going to be oh that's outrageous or hey no no i understand no no they've got a point yeah so brian fuller talked about a bunch of stuff that he's going to be doing with the series uh-huh. um seems that suspicions of the setting being sometime before tos were con- or the original series uh, were confirmed apparently it's 10 years before so that mm-hmm. makes it what 2255 something right? about something about that time uh, yep which is um yeah Ten years before the original series, so you've got you could have characters kicking about from the original series, um, but obviously younger versions of them probably have to be recast if they, they include them. Hmm. Which Brian Fuller hasn't ruled out, apparently. We will find out. Um, I'm sure they'll 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 find a way to um, honor to do a little bit of fan service. They're going to have to do some sort of fan service. Yeah. There'll have to be some sort of links for, for from the um, previous and well, in term in in, in, uh, in terms of release, um, both previous things. But um, in terms of Enterprise and TOS, are going to have to do some so, something to acknowledge them both. Yeah, uh, every Star Trek series in the past has had some kind of guest star in the pilot as well. Indeed. So who knows? Well, every spin-off one, the original series, obviously didn't, but. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a very aged Admiral Archer. Yeah, or T'Pol, because everyone loves T'Pol. T'Pol is very possible, but as we know, uh, Vulcans have a very uh, do live quite some time, yeah. uh, somewhere around two hundred and fifty on average. Yeah, uh, two hundred and fifty years, so it's well within her uh, time. Yeah. Um, Actually, wouldn't Archer wouldn't be would be impossible? No. According a, to his on-screen bio that was in In a Mirror Darkly, he dies the day the Enterprise launched, or the day after the Enterprise launched. Okay, if they, if, if they listen to that. Yeah. But, but 22, when was the Enterprise, wasn't it 2160, ah, 2160-something? No, I mean um, the, no, the 1701 Enterprise. I'm, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, in my head I'm trying to figure out his age. If, if, oh, right. if he's in his 40s when Enterprise uh, NX01... Yeah. And his missions are kicking about in the twenty one sixties. Yeah, in twenty two fifty, he would be well over a hundred. Yeah, one hundred thirty, one hundred fifty years old. Well, then yeah. again, uh, Leonard McCoy, how old was he when he was on the Enterprise D? Yeah, pretty old. I can't remember if they said what his exact age was, but it was. It, well, he was old. He was, yeah. uh, and he looked it as well. Good makeup. Um, <laughs> And it was just yeah. The, that, that was a, that was young person makeup for for a DeForest Kelly at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Shh. 
That's evil. <laughs> special, oh. rung of, special, funny, special rung of hell reserved for people who speak evil of uh, <laughs> the forest. Hey, I'm just saying he always seemed like an old guy. He, Yeah, an old cantankerous curmudgeon. Yeah, he was always the crotchety old man on the ship. So Absolutely, and we loved him for it. Yeah, Carl, so... Carl Urban the, is doing a good job. Yeah, so I would say the pilot might have maybe Archer or T'Pol or, or someone. I would be... I would be uh, thrilled with any of them. Hmm. It could be any of them, you know, uh, even Mayweather, because he's, <laughs> he's one of the younger younger ones on the ship. Still know. an ensign. Uh, <laughs> still an ensign, you know. The, the, the Harry, the Harry come of the ensign of uh, Enterprise. Yeah. Um, all that fantastic piloting, and he's still an ensign. And there you go. <laughs> um, take that, Mayweather. Um, yeah. It could be maybe he's, you know he's he's got. Captain Pips or something like that, or maybe he's risen, risen to Admiral uh, and he does a quick tour of the ship and says, they don't build them like they used to or something, I don't know what. Yeah. But hey, I'll be I'll be happy if any uh, uh, previous star guest stars in it. Hmm. I would say um, the 10 years before original series is a good era as well because there's a lot, it's kind of a gap that's never been filled in as such other than non-canon stuff. Indeed. But it would, it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see what the Federation's like at that point, because it was. I mean, you don't find out what kind of state it's in at the start of the original series, anyway. So, no, it's you don't. So it's obviously established. Yeah. Uh, it's well established because you've got the Prime Directive and this, that, and the other, and rules and regulations. Um, so it's we- it's well established. It's best- definitely more established than it is in Enterprise, where you can still go. Um, you can still go hogwire and um, um, and just do whatever the heck you want with. Okay, you get chewing out, but yeah. there's not as many repercussions because there's not as many regulations and uh, this, that, and the other in Enterprise, mm. uh, which is one thing I liked about Enterprise, to be honest. Yeah, uh, though some of it, some of it was like you probably should have a rule for that by now. Yeah, indeed. Well, well before even end, going out, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, Enterprise was the first was their first explorer, exploratory ship. Yeah, it was the one that. that, that f- first warp 5 vessel which made um, long distance exploration a far less arduous task mm. so there's obviously things that they hadn't thought of yeah i mean uh, parallels to today i mean uh, i mean the, the 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 aircraft that are getting built today you know by boeing and airbus are far different to the ones that they built only 20 30 years ago even if it's the same model because mm think they learn things as they go along and yeah. rules and regulations get added on and uh, more uh, and uh, so it, it happens with the military as well it happens in all walks of life where um, they start out with something and you go mm, maybe they shouldn't have thought of that but they didn't know that that could happen at the time Yeah. so I'm guessing we'll see, it, it, there could be some references to Enterprise or uh, what Archer did you know, and that's why we have this rule now, for example. Yeah. I mean, they could drop things like that into conversation um, quite easily. They said, mm. well, yeah, we've got the Prime Directive because Archer did this. Yeah. That's why we've got Prime Directive now, because they didn't have a Prime Directive in, in Enterprise. No. And there's, a, there's good scope for um, everything is established, but they're still pioneering as well. Yeah, I, I like it. It's, it's, still, it's still pioneering. It's still a lot of unknown. There's who knows what um, it, it's I, I'm excited for it um, I really am excited to see what they come up with is it going to be nice and fresh or is it going to be more well it can't be more stifled than um, than um, 
DS9 and Voyager and everything eventually got. Yeah. Or, yeah, stuff in their early years. But I think, yeah, I think there's a talented team and I think they've got an idea of what they're doing. Um, well, they definitely the, have a director who, well, no, he's not a director. He's a um, showrunner. Yeah, there you go. He yeah. knows Trek. Mm-hmm. So and I'm, talk, I'm confident. And they've also talked about how they're going to, there's going to be some focus on a pivotal event in Starfleet history, Federation history, which I don't well, know. Like everything, everything from around that time is non-canon, as in they've never really spoke about it and given it a date on screen. Yeah, I, I seeing that the Klingon War was just before TOS. Yeah. Well, not just before, but sometime. Well, it was before about TOS. It's about I ten would, years before this, I think. Is I, I don't know. I, I would say that it's it's quite possible that they can. I mean, uh, the, the, the the fan film that should not be named has it at 20, 2245. Yeah. And this is 2255, potentially. You could s- squint a little. And, I mean, the, the, the fan film at the end of the day is non-canon. Yeah. Whatever they come up with is canon. So if they decide that um, the uh, Klingon War was just in its end throws or just petering out uh, mm. in 2255 just when this... Uh, when this series starts and it starts with a bang then yeah um it would be interesting to see them converting from a military a sort of like a fighting defending the federation role back into uh a discovery role a, a um well there you go statue discovery yeah. uh, a, a an exploration you know get, getting back into what starfleet was established for in the first mm. place that would that would be a nice interesting take yeah and i mean there's still a uh, what was it Spock called it cowboy diplomacy in the original series you know uh, Kirk was very quick to hit the trigger if he needed to um, which is not something that Picard has so maybe there could be some yeah. kind of they're even more militant or military before it's, that point it's possible that uh, it, it's possible that they could feature that because of uh, because of their dealings with the Romulans beforehand and now the, the Klingons yep. that they're a little bit more quick to the trigger yeah uh, because the Klingons um, for what uh the, f- the fan film that should not be named uh, gave us a good shellacking before we managed to fight back. Mm. So that if 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 we take any of that even even as a suggestion of um, what a war would do, yeah. it would leave you a little bit a bit of bitter taste in your mouth. So when someone comes along and is not quite um, listening to what you're saying, uh, you you might get a bit trigger, you know, itchy trigger finger yeah. uh, syndrome. Well, equally, it could just be rising up from the ashes of this war and figuring out what's next. So you've yeah. got a bunch of people that are used to fighting have to get used to exploring, and that would be an interesting transition. Yeah, that's what I was trying to convey a minute ago. Yeah. I, I think it would be really cool if, if they did something like that, because seeing the transition from warring to exploring, um, there'll be inner... There'll, there'll be inner demons to be uh, to be yeah. faced um the captain will uh, could, could be a maverick or be a, a total explorer and loggerheads with the, with some of their crew who's saying no 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 let's shoot them yeah uh, and it could just be as simple as they come across an unknown alien vessel you know that they've not encountered before and they go straight to yellow alert because they're expecting a fight exactly uh, at least in the beginning and by the time they get to the end of it they're, they they start to think hang on not everyone wants to shoot us Exactly. Uh, it, it might it might well be that uh, we'll see them discover some some of the um, races, for example, that we that 
weren't really introduced, but were already just part of the uh, the story in T- Next Generation, for example. You know, beta zeds, yeah. and because we didn't we didn't have any beta zoids in the original series nope. or throughout the films, they just suddenly appeared in Next Generation. Yeah. So they need to they needed to be contacted at some point. Discovery mm-hmm. could do something like that. Yeah, uh, and they've said they'll introduce new races, which is fine because you know we haven't seen every planet in the Alpha and Beta Quadrant. No, they 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 talk. What did Picard say in First Contact? Federation's made up of over 120 worlds, something like that? Something like that, yeah. We haven't seen that many characters. Or, or there's 100, 100, over 150 planets in the Federation. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And there, there, there will be others that we may have contacted, but have yeah. decided, no, we don't want anything to deal with you, to do with yeah. you. So that there's scope for that as well you know uh first contact a disastrous first contact for example where the crew yeah. just get out with their lives and like well no uh send a note to starfleet uh don't don't go anywhere near there yeah uh, th- th- them breen people are <laughs> crazy yeah um so one thing i definitely don't want is 13 episodes of nothing but like combat and space battles and stuff uh, no uh, i i i would like i would like i mean i've uh, what i've seen uh, so far is that it, it will be episodic each will stand alone apparently but it will be part of a bigger story arc yeah so um, it's not I hope that's like, not I hope not that's co- not the temporal cold war kind of story arc uh, hopefully not no I think we're just going to we're just going to mention it every half dozen episodes and that I counts th- as an arc I think they did that to death in, uh, in Enterprise <laughs> yeah. I mean interesting as it was they I think they used it a bit too much I, yeah. th- I think I think Nicholas Meyer and uh, uh, and everybody else they they know what they're doing. I mean, Nicholas Meyer, he wrote, um, what did he direct first? Uh, wrote and directed. Wrote, wrote, he wrote yeah. and directed uh, Wrath of Khan. He, yeah. he, he, know, he knows how to pace things. So I'm, I'm going to guess we'll, we'll see some fights and everything. I think it'll be just like TNG or Voyager where every yeah. now and then someone comes along and, and prods them. Although in Voyager, by the end, it was every episode. Yeah, well, shh. <laughs> hey. There's also the, yeah. There's also that potential to, um, you know, if the story is good because uh, Brian Fuller is very experienced in running serialized television. Uh, I haven't, I've never watched Hannibal, but apparently it was good at, you know, every episode hooks you while tying into whatever the the ongoing character story is. I have heard the same thing. I never managed to watch it either. I, I try not to get myself um, too involved in TV series because I find these days because they as i say they hook you in mm-hmm. it takes up too much of my time and i yeah. i'm just so busy with everything else um but I well i will eventually get around to watching Hannibal yeah. at some point but i've heard exactly that that um um pushing daisies as well that was the other one that's what i was about to mention uh, um yeah. pushing daisies I, it was it was on the tip of my tongue <laughs> so I, i'm guessing it will be some light serialization with some kind of end game that happens I think there'll be uh, there'll be stuff intertwining, um, just like um, the name escapes me now. Um, just I want I want to say Flash. Well, yeah, Flash does that. It has an ongoing story, has, but every episode uh, is its own. Uh, every, every 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 episode is its own story, but there's not. Not in every episode, but in maybe sometimes in every other episode, there's a, there's a little, just a little hint at what's going on. Yeah, Doctor Who. That's what I wanted to see. The the, the newer Doctor, Doctor Who, the Doctor Who reboot. Yeah. Um, um, 
once we you saw little little glimpses of this this bad wolf and stuff like that ever so and it really really didn't make much sense until boom yeah well, the, yeah the doctor who method has been pretty mixed sometimes they are just mentioning mm-hmm. words every episode but other times it's it's been so, a bit more organic so let's hope for organic let's hope for organic definitely um and in terms of yeah so the the setting is is what it is and um it's interesting there's a lot of ways it can go there's a lot of ways it can't go um let's hope they let's hope they tell good stories with before anything else yeah let's let's hope uh, that the um the the creative people um who who are the Joe uh, Monoski Aaron oh, I can never pronounce his surname uh, Coiletti or something like that mm. I don't know and Nicholas Meyer and such, such like uh, and of course Brian Fuller let's hope that they're, they're given a bit of free reign yeah, you know, to to do what they want, and there's not the micromanaging from the from above from people yeah. who from the people who just don't know what they're doing and have killed Star Trek off in the first place. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got fresh eyes on it, which is what it needed. Yes, before Voyager finished, to be honest. I mean, no disrespect to Berman and Braga, I think uh, I think they delivered some great work over the years, but by the time you got to season six, maybe even before that, of Voyager, they were done. They had nothing yep. left to give. The thing is, Berman. I kind of, I kind of blame him for the, uh, for the. Well, he wouldn't let it well, go. What I would he? say, he, 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 I, he let Star Trek stifle because he would only allow certain things to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, you look at. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw uh, John Eves uh, Eves's uh, WordPress blog, uh, uh, Eves Dropping with Johnny, uh, where he would. Um, uh, release pictures and um, artwork that he had done over over the years uh, mm. for, and he's been involved with Star Trek for a long time. Everybody thinks he did he just did, just did the Enterprise E, mm-hmm. that was it. No, 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 no. He was involved. Uh, well, he designed the NX One and all that stuff, didn't he? he? I think he had a share in that, definitely. Yeah. Um, but he was also see see those those hand drawn uh, pictures that you see in, on Archer's uh, ready room wall. Yeah, that was him. Hmm. He drew them, and it was literally the night before they started shooting, as yeah. he as he explained in his blog. And you you see some of the the, the you see some of the, he was also involved in uh, Voyager as well. He did a lot. Of, he designed a, quite a few of the alien ships, mm-hmm. and you'd see some of the really really nice designs that he came up with. And and he he would he would then lament that Berman says. Berman would then reject it. Take last the the the, the uh, not the last episode, but the episode before's alien ship. Turn it upside down, give it a different color, and make it fly <laughs> fly make it fly in the other door, uh, fly backwards. And there you go. <laughs> That's it. You've got you've got your alien of the week. Uh, mm. It's that kind of um, thought uh, that made Star Trek stifle because he wouldn't allow some cr- the creative juices to properly flow and let things evolve a little you know a little bit more organically yeah, and there was the abundance of holodeck episodes and the the absolute episodic nature of you know characters not remembering what happened yeah. last week and things like that oh yeah um, and I, that I, all I, had to go I, because television was evolving at the time yeah and i would have loved uh for voyager it's a ship starfleet ship using a lot of using a lot of tech and uh, and materials that isn't available that isn't available or not readily manufacturable in the delta quadrant Right, I would have loved to have seen it um, 
just gets slightly, maybe not completely battle-scarred and pockmarked like Gal- Galactica did in her run. Yeah. But, you know, just seeing a little bit of, um, you know, some of, the, some of the mileage that she did. Yeah, well, if they, again, did, um, if they did the, the hull damage that got progressively worse, you couldn't have, you couldn't reuse season one stock footage, could you? Yeah, uh, indeed. <laughs> but, but they did, they did um, convert to CGI um, halfway, through, halfway through the run. So yeah. there's, there's no excuse. I mean, no. Galactica managed it. Yeah, I think um, I think they were still running it on a budget because you would still see those season one stock footage yes, shots. You, would. Uh, you, def- and- you, def- you definitely would. And again, it's, it's, an, it's another uh, symptom of the stifling. Yeah. The, of the not allowing creative juices to flow properly. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping that's... Now, because as far as I'm aware, Berman's not even in the picture this time. No, no. He, he kind of sacked it during Enterprise um, and let Manny Cotto do it eventually. But I think... Um, which is why it's starting to get better, I think. Yeah, I think he probably should have sacked it long before that point. Definitely. Um, and I, and should... there's no shame in saying, I don't have anything left. Mm-hmm. Everything is, you know, everything, I don't have any new ideas. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm going to let someone else have a go. Uh, I mean, all respect to him. He did a wonderful job picking up after Roddenberry died. Yeah. And made, uh, I know you'll disagree, but he made Next Generations all that better afterwards. No, I would agree, yeah. As soon as Roddenberry um, got kicked upstairs, TNG started getting better. TNG stopped being a more um, holier than thou, yeah, and more life lessons, mm. um, and um, with a bit of intrigue and such like in between. Um, yeah. So after that, yeah, I mean, all you know, um, forgive me, Great Bird of the Galaxy, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your, your your ideals were just a little bit off skew. Yeah. Well, we can't have conflict in the future, and then all the writers were like, "What do we do?" Exactly, there's going to be conflict. <laughs> there might not be conflict between the humans, between the Federation species, and there wasn't. Every now and then, one person may have um, held a grudge. Now, but people are still going to argue, though. <laughs> in, yeah, they'll disagree and stuff like that, but that's not necessarily conflict. Um, but you can't say that for other races that you might come across. Yeah, well, um, you know, I think his idea was that no one should be conflicting with anybody. But yeah. Then they just cease to be human at that point. Yeah, in- indeed. So yeah. I think um, I think Brian Fuller and his crew will make this more more rough. You know, everyone yeah. there'll, there'll be te- there'll be a bit of tension. The ship probably won't be that comfortable. Uh, so people will be living in very small quarters and yeah. sleeping on rough beds and all this stuff. And the lighting might be poor. You know, but uh, in my knows? opinion, in in my opinion, that's quite correct. And um, I th- I think um, it should be a. a not too too different, not too far on from Enterprise in terms of the, the, the size of the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, different design Front corridors or, and so on. Yeah, practical, uh, pra- practical and functional, mm-hmm. because the the Constitution class was apparently the first great starship that the that Starfleet had, and even that was cramped. And even that was fairly cramped, when you, especially when you look... Uh, okay, if you compare it to the Galaxy class, anything's really cramped. Yeah. But if you weren't um, an officer, you were in bunks with other people and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, we'll probably see some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, would, that that's got some, you know, some some nice interplay between characters. Yeah. Some nice bunk uh, bunk scenes. And stuff I'd like actually that. really like to see that. You know, a couple of characters who live together and don't like each other very much, or they yeah. just get on each other's nerves. So that would be that. That would be good. Or, Something I, I, we don't see in Star Trek. They, you kind of touch on that in Voyager, uh, where you've got um, 
cabin fever starts to set in a little bit in season one. Yep. Uh, but not not too much. Especially if especially if this um, if the this is the discovery um, goes with the trans. Um, Going from warring to exploring, yeah. they'll be u- they'll be used to short stints on ships. Yeah, because the ships would uh, go into battle, get damaged, they go back, get repaired, and they're on, on shore leave until the, the ship's done. Yeah, um, and now they're exploring, which is extended missions and stuff like that. Cabin fever could set in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might not be used to it, and it'll be them adjusting to it. Uh, that's what I liked about um, spoiler alert uh, the the new Star Trek film. Yeah, where Kirk starts uh, going on about how every day is every day is getting monotonous and episodic. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe it won't be, yeah, maybe it won't be quite like that in terms of what's happening outside the ship. But when you know when you have to live in close quarters with with people that you might not necessarily get along with, then yeah, tensions will run high and everyone we, will be stressed. We've all, and, we've all been on that school trip with that yeah. person, and that person that we really don't like has been assigned to the same room as us. Yeah, uh, we've all been there, and it it brings it can it's, it's it's got potential. And a lot of people are are complaining that ah oh, they sh- they should have done it in the future twenty five uh, in the twenty uh, sixth century and stuff like that and, and blah blah blah. And this has no scope. And when that's just completely wrong. There's so much scope, so much um, personal interplay, human interaction, human alien interaction, yeah. um, and the d- development of these once warriors getting into an exploratory role and um, getting used to their getting used to their surroundings and like you say trying to stave off cabin fever and um, not knowing what's around the next corner because li- quite literally there's a big unknown out there yeah and this I mean people talk about oh yeah if they said it in the 26th century it would automatically be good and no, that's not because yeah. it's about the people that are involved and the people that the show is about so it, the setting in itself is almost incidental. Yep. Um, all you would get out of setting something in the 26th century is you get a lot of 3D holograms, probably, uh, instead of, you know, instead of manipulating uh, consoles, it would be 3D holograms that they wave their arms at. Yeah, and, uh, they can't, and they can't explode. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully not. Um, <clears throat> but it, it all means nothing. It, it would just be glossy window dressing if, you know, your characters aren't there. Yep. You so it's, that's thing- what it should be all about. One thing that, that one thing that's gonna I think that's gonna annoy a lot of people, the purists, mm. uh, the, the the river counters, is this new series is definitely going to be a a, a twenty sixteen twenty seventeen take on the future. Yeah. So it's obviously going to look completely different. The tech's going to look far better than uh, on TOS, for example, yeah. where they were using uh, jellies and. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and bits of acrylic for for yeah. buttons and stuff like that, and to be honest, I'm bet I'm I'm down with that because the 1960s vision of the future mm-hmm. was a lot different to what we have now because we we can outpace just about anything that the ne- uh, in, in, that um, they mention in words um, uh, and in figures uh, in. Um, the the original series. I mean, I think at one point they're telling about how how many computations or something like that one yeah. of the computers can do, and our wristwatches can do more now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, can, uh, barring things like that. warp drive and transporters and stuff like that, but yeah, any of the kind of gear that they'll use, we've outclassed. Yeah, so that they yeah. have to, it has to be today's vision of the future. Yeah, um, in my mind, it's going to all look a bit functional. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So you'll probably still have levers and all this stuff. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm picturing something that's a sort of akin to modern day submarines, maybe. I mean, they, they they can do like they did in the. I don't know if you ever you caught it in the uh, last episode of um, of Enterprise. Um, mm-hmm. The graphics on the on the screens. Oh yeah, it's just the um, getting the, getting the progressively different colors. Yeah. yeah, getting progressively closer to TOS. Yeah. So they, they can have a different design architecture as long as they keep some sort of um, uh, color scheme that resembles what we see in the original series. It it'll it'll track. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to it's going to be a good looking series. I think so. Uh, I saw that picture of that. Um, did you see the picture as well of that um, wooden? <laughs> yeah, the wooden chair. Yeah. Wooden chair is. I don't know if that's de- actually going to be the the the, the bridge chair. I think he did just... say it was a captain's chair or maybe the captain's chair. I can't remember what the caption mm, said. You know, I I, I don't know. I'll try and find it for the show notes. I mean, they're they're saying our bridge design is is awesome, uh, yeah. but they're not showing us anything. Mm-hmm. So I guess well, they don't want to, do they? They're, they're, according, they're... according to the latest rumours, it starts production on the 26th of September. So imagine they've probably already done casting that they're just not telling us about yet. I think it's very, very quiet. They're going to keep it absolutely quiet until we see the first teaser. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they'll leak a, a bunch of actors are about to be announced at some point, surely. They're going to have to at some point because yeah. people are chomping at the bit for information. People are starting to get worried as well. Like... Um, you know, oh, this is out in January and they don't seem to have done anything yet. Which, you know, valid criticism if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they start shooting in September, that gives them gives them plenty of time to get... Um, apparently, the, the, the pilot's going to be two hours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you can... It, when you're doing um, episodic uh, series, you, you take a week to shoot an episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they, 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 can take, they can take five, six weeks to shoot the pilot. Yeah, you know, and that's just what that's that that brings them into um, that brings them uh, into the end of, of October, and mm-hmm. then you've got November, December for post. Yeah, that, that, and it's, it's possible, and it's releasing over the course of thirteen weeks as well, so it can still be in production as it's coming out. Yeah, exactly. The, oh, yeah. They won't they won't stop production uh, at the end of the two hour pilot. They'll just start immediately getting onto episode two. Yeah, uh, as soon as they've done that. Uh, so it'll, it'll, it'll be full swing because they know it's going to be 13 episodes for the first mm-hmm. season. So they're just going to go right ahead and hope that uh, the um, that the viewing figures, um, as the as, as their work progresses, hope that the viewing figures uh, say, yeah, we'll do a, s- a second season. Yeah. So that- well, CBS have said it's already profitable since Netflix took it. So well, there you go. Whether they're that being would, honest that- about that or not. That if if it's honest, then good on them. But that mm. was a good call. Yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, it's it, it's got to be more profitable than the film apparently has been in terms of how much money it needed to make. Well, as far as I'm aware, the 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 the, the, the film made more than it uh, than it was made uh, made more in box office than it was than it cost to make it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean a hit these days. Um, basically, no, there were people- some reports that said that it's considered a flop because it's. It's not made that much. That's just haters. Haters talk. Well, people I'm, who hate can, anything from the Kelvin verse. Well, I can't remember what article it was, but it was some kind of Hollywood Reporter type uh, outlet that, that mentioned it. 
But who knows? Well, you know, it's not my job to. Uh, I mean, uh, all track the, Star- the finances of these films. So. All, the, all the Star Trek films. Maybe Wrath of Khan is, a, is an exception because uh, I don't. I'm just going from a, a very grainy memory here. I don't think all any of the Star Trek films ever were made an absolute massive um, uh, blockbuster um, uh, return on their budgets, but. They kept on getting renewed. Yeah, well, they were never spending that kind of money on them either until recently. So, you know, what was it? Um, Beyond cost them, I don't know, 120 million or something. Yeah, I think Uh, it made, what was it? It made 130 alone in America. Yeah. 80 worldwide. And somewhere else, I can't remember. Uh, I think 80 million in Europe or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, and then, but that and then, doesn't factor in marketing and all that other stuff. Definitely, definitely not. But marketing's not going to cost you the better part forty odd million dollars. Yeah, you'd be surprised if you're flying actors out to various things, putting them up in hotels for weeks at a time. Sunk, sunk costs as well. Yeah, there are some stuff you just do, and you you don't you don't worry about the return as such. <laughs> but anyway, that's sort of besides the point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so setting could be cool. Yep, it's nothing if not for the characters, anyway. So uh, that brings us swiftly on to the announcement of the characters. Uh, the f- announced that it's going to be f- the focus will be a female lieutenant commander who um, I don't know well, is maybe just came on board the ship, but won't, and won't necessarily actually be the com- uh, the captain. No, um, no, they haven't said. I don't think they've said either way. Well, no, they have because they've said that we've seen. Um, Brian Fuller said something along the lines of, we've seen it from that perspective so many times, it'll be interesting to see someone of that level. Um, so I think those characters will still be there, but the perspective will be the so, lieutenant commander. I, I kind of like that idea. I mean, I really liked the episode in Next Generation um, Lower Decks. What's mm. it called? Yeah, Lower Decks. Lower Decks, where yeah. The, the fo- focus was on ensigns. Yeah, and and the way they went about and their their fears and uh, their their perceptions of the 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 the, um, the higher rankers. I mean, yeah. that one guy re- thought Riker hated him. Yeah, but R- Riker doesn't have a bad bone in his body, really. And yeah. didn't Riker just didn't give him any thought, like any, yeah, just, yeah, because he he wasn't performing properly. In a ship of a thousand people, this guy is furthest from. Yeah, for, for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's 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 not even registering on my do. Do I give a damn about him? Yeah. Scale, um, and that got, that translated into that guy's fears that uh, Riker hated him and was never ever going to select him. Mm. Uh, so that kind of this would obviously not be lower decks as such. Like call it mid decks, middle uh, decks, yeah, middle decks, middle, yeah. Star Trek middle management. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. I, I think, think uh, I, I like that idea. Yeah, I do like that idea. And we've never really had a sort of avatar for the audience into a Star Trek series before. Uh, on the other ones, you just kind of meet all the characters and then you follow them around. Yeah. Uh, I think in Voyager there was a suggestion in Caretaker that Harry Kim was going to be the audience analog. He yeah. was. He probably was in Caretaker. You see a lot of things from his perspective in that episode. Mm-hmm. So he meets Tom Paris, makes up his own mind about him. He gets on board the ship. He's a bit scared by Janeway and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but any of the other ones, you you don't. I suppose Cisco is the kind of in 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 Deep Space Nine because he's you know he gets inducted into the Bajoran culture on indeed in, through the emissary thing. But again, it starts following the kind of episode four Kira, episode four whoever formula after that. Indeed. Next generation, I mean, you just I mean, get everybody. 
there's, there's nothing wrong with that uh, no. with that formula. Um, it's just that sometimes it got you knew uh, within the fir- within the te- within the, the the teaser before the credits. Okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be a Jacotti uh, episode, or this is going to be a Data episode. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would like them to break from that. So you, yeah. you can't tell exactly what it's going to be until until it's, it's already of, the episode's almost over. You're like, ah, oh, okay, they focused a little bit more on her this time. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of new in that sense. And if you've got thirteen episodes that focuses on her and how she relates to the rest of the crew, um, that'll get a bit. That might get a bit uh, tiresome if it just maybe focuses on her. I, I would like. I it. think the other characters will be in it, but I think everything will be down to how she's experiencing whoever she is uh, experiencing life on the ship and I can imagine following her around and as she gets used to there I could see her just being a new transfer so she has to get to meet all the crew on her own she has to establish these relationships be in charge of people she's never met that kind of stuff awkward awkward situations where she yeah. she someone as one of her subordinates was actually should have actually been in her position for example and mm. she's been she's been promoted over them and obviously she's a newcomer to the ship, and uh, they don't like it, and stuff like that. That yeah. it's got. There's lots of dynamics for that, it, it's, and not having always uh, the captain beaming down onto a planet, but her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I imagine she'll be some kind of warrior woman of some sort. Who, who knows? Who knows? She yeah. might be battle hardened, or she might be. She might be. Um, it could be someone who she was a um, a remf, mm. and uh, she's now uh, being put uh, up. Right at the top. Yeah. I'm sure you know what a remf is. <laughs> Rear echelon mother. <laughs> yeah. Upper. Um, you know, well, in the rear with the gear. She, she, mm. It could be that she's um, she had a desk job. Yeah. On, on Earth and hasn't really experienced space travel. Could be and anything. Now, yeah. now, now it could, the, the, the possibilities are endless and yeah. I find that exciting. It's not yeah. going to be your typical, here's your bridge crew. Mm-hmm. These are the people that you're going to be following. Yeah, and it'll be a, it'll be an interesting, it'll definitely be an interesting dynamic. Just following one person more than anyone else, at least in the beginning, because it, it is something we haven't seen any before in Star Trek. But it's sort of a, it's a modernization of 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 the brand in some ways because that's how a lot of TV is now. At least in its first season, you get to. You get to know one character above all, and then they start bleeding more through as, as seasons go on. I, I, I would like uh, I would I would like it to be me more inclusive of others from the get go. Yeah, a nice a nice little interplay between characters from the get go. Yeah. Um, it would be good. It, that that would be. I would I would prefer that over uh, yeah. your traditional Star Trek series. But I would also like to see this kind of lack of a. You know, they always have this family dynamic in Star Trek stuff, which is fine, especially later on. But I'd quite like to see the people making fun of their boss when they're not around. See, That's we, we something might, I would love to see. We might see more of that, if, if yeah. especially especially if this lead character isn't actually the the, the captain of the ship. Yeah, um, we might see more of that because it will focus more. Uh, it should, if she is the lead character and she isn't the commander of the of the vessel, yeah. then it will focus more on the lower levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will have. We might actually have that, you know. Uh, or here comes the battle axe now. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. Everybody, ever storm the battle axe is coming. Yeah, and the Things function like of that. the function of middle management in a lot of places is to bed in what the what people above you tell you what to tell you to do. 
So just say um, the first officer tells her to enforce something among her underlings that she doesn't that they are not going to like, and she doesn't like it either, and it's her job to enforce it because that's her job. That would be interesting as well to see yeah. the kind of you know I don't believe this either, but I have to convince these people that I believe in it, and, and how does she handle that as well? Exactly. Don't shoot the messenger kind of thing. Yeah. So you know, again, that's quite modern because we see that kind of both sides, so to speak. Because, again, in previous series, you don't see many people disagreeing with what Riker said to do. No, you could also you could also um, play have a little focus on the Bill Dilbert principle, for example. Someone yeah. really isn't Dilbert in space. Yeah, yeah, Dilbert in space. Someone who's not really shouldn't be in that position gets that mm. position, and they're all bitching about it, saying, yeah. "Well, no, that, that was definitely your job to 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 be have." But no, she he's the teacher, the the captain's pet, and gave her an apple. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you never see that. You know, you never see Riker telling Jordy to do something, and Jordy's like, "What an idiot!" Because, <laughs> <'cause laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the closest we get to that kind of thing is um, when Troy tries to, uh, takes her. Um, she takes her uh, commander's test. Yeah, and she really isn't liking how um, Riker's not helping her. Yeah, and then click. Yeah. You know, or the really uh, That's the closest I think we get. Or Jellico. Um, yes, of course. You yeah, really did not like the idea how he just he came on board and instantly click, click, click. He wanted yeah, everything changed. Do this, do this, do this. And, and Riker uh, was like, "I think that's a stupid idea." And he's like, "Yeah, but you're going to do it anyway." So uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. And that was it. Uh, yeah. And then at one point, uh, Ro- Ro- Troy comes in and says, "Look, the, the crew are, um, are uneasy about this. Maybe give them time and everything." And Shellaco just tells him to SCFU uh, <laughs> and, get, and get on with it, or yeah. or find another ship. Also, put uh, on some clothes. Y- yeah, I, li- I liked that. From then on, she did wear a, co- a uniform. Yeah. That was nice continuity. Yeah. From then on, she always wore a uniform. So, apart yeah, from a bit more of that. Energy. It'll make it feel real as well. Mm-hmm. A bit more real if, you know, you get the you get characters sitting around at lunch. As long as they uh, don't... Bitching do an, about their commanding officer. As long as they don't do an office in space. No, no, nothing like that. But it would be, it'd be good to see some of that. It, yeah, exactly. It would be great to see, to see these like, modern sensibilities and modern, modern day problems in um, it, it, as employer as employees. Yeah, you know when the employer does something that they really don't like, they're bitching about it and stuff like yeah. that. And there's always that one who will come and say, "Look, if you don't like it, get the heck off this ship." Yeah, and they'll not they'll not be liked by the others and stuff like that. Yep, could all happen. It was also said that there will be seven diverse lead characters, which I presume includes this female character. Uh, don't know what that means, diverse leads. I don't know. Seven is, um, seven is your over, your average, isn't it? You mean, well, seven is uh, like, yeah, other than Deep Space Captain, Nine, it's been your crew of seven, more or less. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and they're, yeah. The, they're the only ones you see, mostly. Yeah. The, the, I mean, there's only a ne- next generation, there's a ship of a thousand people. Yeah. You see the same six or seven people all the time. Yeah. Every now, every now and then, someone else trots in and interview for a moment. Yeah, a little, uh, a little side character here and there. Exactly. So it, it would be not. Uh, hopefully, what they mean is that those are seven. Yeah, obviously seven lead characters, but not mm. necessarily the people who the uh, the the uh, series will focus on as such. Yeah. I, I've also heard that there'll be more aliens yeah. uh, on the crew than previous series. Yeah, which doesn't quite track with original series because. The suggestion is that Spock being an alien on the Enterprise is quite a rare thing in Starfleet at that point. Well, I don't know, because later on in in the series, they make mention of an entirely Vulcan 
staff uh, crewed uh, uh, ship. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it was um, he was one of the first Vulcans. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what what they meant by that. Uh, I mean, there certainly were. I mean, we didn't see many uh, aliens on on TOS because basically they didn't have the budget for the to no. constantly put these people in makeup just yeah. just just to walk past in the corridor. Just to work or, on a console or something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which is why. Although, whoops, uh, yeah. When they were making Star Trek New Voyages, the fan film, they always said, you know, the, these aliens, they're just off camera in the original series, so we were including them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, I can't remember how explicitly they mentioned how prolific multi-race crews are in the original series, but it's something that could and should be retconned, I would say. I mean, uh, yeah, indeed. I mean, especially especially going back to if they if they um, if it's just after a, a war... Yeah, you'll you'll be crewing ships with whatever you've got. Yeah, I don't I don't really want the six whoever with the token alien. Sort yeah, of dynamic. Maybe maybe uh, three of them are aliens. Yeah, for example, that would be cool because uh, that would that would also track with well look we're just crewing ships with whatever we've got to hand now. Yeah, these guys are qualified, and you go. Yeah, so it's possible there'll be an Andorian in there. An Andorian um, would be nice because yeah. and. See, see, there, there's a perfect, there's a perfect opportunity for um, Jeffrey Coombs to get another job. <laughs> yeah, he was. They never established awesome how. Stran. Yeah, they never established how long Andorians live, so why not? It's quite possible. I mean, yeah. there it wouldn't be uh, too un-Star Trekky to have uh, have aliens that um, live a long time. Yeah, I mean, Klingons, Vulcans, all live much longer than humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's possible. Yeah. yeah, I think the seven diverse leads doesn't outwardly mean anything on its own. No, I think, I think um, they're just much. they're just saying that because oh, this show will have diversity, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be good. You know, is it going to be every color of the rainbow across the cast? You know, is, are you going to have you going to have a, someone who's black, someone who's Asian, someone who's an alien, someone who's an alien Asian? You know, that kind of stuff. But, um, I, yeah. I think I think you have. The characters have to be right, and they have to. the The race doesn't need to be who they are. Uh, I think cast properly. I'm just you get. I'm just thinking if it's meant to be um, set in prime timeline, ten years before Kirk mm-hmm. gets the Enterprise. Um, Kirk wasn't the first Enterprise captain. First, no. you had April, Robert April, yeah. who com- commanded her for, for a five year mission, and yeah. then. then Pike, I was reading, actually had her for ten years. Mm. Uh, so if the Enterprise launches in twenty four, twenty two forty, was it forty six, forty five, something, like that. something yeah. like that? You're talking fifteen years after that. Mm. So let's say twenty two forty five. She launches twenty two forty five. Um, yeah, fifteen years after twenty two forty five is when Kirk would take. So yeah, no, that does track. It would still be twenty two fifty, twenty two fifty, twenty two fifty five. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, the Star Trek gives gives the Enterprise launch date as twenty two forty five, according to Memory Alpha for the seventeen oh one. So which means uh, she's uh, fifteen years old when Kirk takes takes command. Yeah, and which kind of which kind of yeah. tracks because um, in wh- where is it in. Is it yeah? It was Star Trek Three, 
he's told that she's 35 years old, she's had her day. No, the um, the Commander Starfleet, as he is known, says the Enterprise is 20 years old. It's, uh, it's, no, it's, it ain't. I'm sure it's just 30 years old. No, it's, it's 20. <laughs> he says 20. Ah, okay, she's had her day. Well, yeah, that was that's out of the window then. <laughs> it was only refit a few years ago, so like... But, yeah, maybe it reset... Be, maybe it reset her her, uh, t- her um, space time, as it were. The mileage. Her mileage. <laughs> yeah. So, so you could have Robert April on the Enterprise turn up in an episode. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, don't necessarily need to do that as such. Doesn't necessarily need to do that if they can if they can if they can make it fit yep. and it's not forced. You know, then that yep. would be cool. Yeah, and. I'm very interested to see what characters they'll come up with for the show itself. Uh, it has been mentioned there will be a gay character, which is, you know, while, while a good step forward, it's kind of a, okay, what are you going to do with this gay character? Why, you know? does he, why, why do they need to uh, have any, any sexual preference um, advertised as such? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so they can appear inclusive, and I think that it says a lot more about how society is right now that you have to announce something like that. Yeah, you don't. Uh, in my opinion, you, you don't need to. Yeah. I mean, they they did spoiler alert again. Mm-hmm. Awuga, awuga. They they subtly hinted at it yeah. and beyond, but it wasn't. Think... It wasn't smack you in the face. He is gay. Watch <laughs> yeah. him. Watch him be gay. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it was nice and subtly done. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the Flash earlier. The way they did Barry's boss, the Captain Singh, I think his name is. Uh, oh yeah. There's just one episode where he talks about, oh, my boyfriend, and it's just yeah. that's it, and it's that's just it. thrown in. Yeah. And then every now and again, he refers to this relationship he's in with someone else. But yeah, it's not like, look at this, we've got a gay character. But it's, I mean, it's not one of the main characters. But still, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just a haphazard mention, you know, it's as not- if someone said, my girlfriend. Yeah, the oh. worst thing they can do is have it some like David Thomas, only gay in the village. <laughs> yeah, the only gay one. Com- the only com- gay in federation. He comes in wearing ultra tight spandex costume. <laughs> yeah, no, that's usually reserved for someone like Paul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't complaining. Look at this. She's attractive. <laughs> Broom. I mean, yeah. it, there, there, there was. There's no secret to the fact that. Um, viewing figures for Voyager picked up after Seven of Nine arrived. Yeah, but I was, I was, I thought it was really uncomfortable. Like, if you want to have an attractive character on on the show, then fine, but don't like dress them in skin tight outfits because yeah. that's just too on the nose. And then you've got what reason have they got to wear skin tight outfits? Yeah, exactly. In general, I mean, look at the Next Generation; it was all spandex. Well, I mean, if you look at like. Crap. Look at T'Pol, for instance. You know, uh, she was a Vulcan officer, and every time you see other Vulcan officers, they're in kind of loose-fitting robes and stuff, or, yeah, or just Ch- duty uniforms. You know, Chinese robes, basically. You yeah. know, um, uh, and you, you or um, modest uniforms. Yeah, you're quite yeah. correct. But no, there, there goes T'Pol. It's it's to show off the innie outy bits for the fans. Yeah, that's what well, it is. It, it said a lot about what the producer, the production team at the time, thought of the emotional age of anybody watching. Which is quite insulting when you look at it like that, you know. It is. I mean, I, I've never understood why women always have to be scantily clad. Yeah, and I suppose they did that with Deanna Troy as well. Yeah, they they, they modestly. I mean, um, well, it was in, her, there, her there, jumpsuit wasn't quite so modest. But. No, there were there were <laughs> t- yeah. Once she started wearing a uniform, it was a uh, tight. Mm. 
Actually, no. Even her, even the, her counselor stuff was tight. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're quite right. Yeah. So none of that. Let's have uh, the quality also, in that sense. There's also that gym scene. Mm-hmm. Remember when she's with uh, Doctor Crusher? Yeah. And they're both wearing um, gym clothing. Yeah. No. So much. Yeah. So much offence going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if they're doing a female lead, they'll have to make her. A character, rather than yeah. look at her; she's the woman. You know, I mean, look look at look at today's military and today's this, that, and the other. Um, they wear the same stuff that their male, yeah, that their male colleagues wear. Um, same uniform, same this. Sometimes it's, I mean, only when it comes to a dress uniform, for example, is it slight? Is it usually cut slightly differently? Mm. Um, but other than that, your day to day bog standards stuff. I mean, Topol should have been wearing overalls. Yeah. In the later season, because she became Starfleet. Yes. She should, she should of, have been. She should have been wearing a, a an Enterprise jumpsuit. Yeah. Instead of her cat suit with with science colours on it. Yeah. But I. I and feel, that was the thing when she resigned from the the Vulcan High Command. She was wearing like some random cat suit. It's like, what, what is this? What you wear normal? Is this your casual clothes? <laughs> mm. well, I, well, she did seem uptight at times. So maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, th- I do think we'll probably still see a little bit of that. Although, if you look at um, if you look at the cage and where no man has gone before, uh, women were in the sort of well, they were all kind of the gold uniforms at the time, weren't they? Yeah, they were all in gold. So, but you had like number one wearing trousers in yeah. the cage. Um, it wasn't until apparently that was, was changed because uh, because th- that oh, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't until you can the have a black woman. <laughs> You can it have wasn't a black un- woman on the on, on the bridge, but you can't have a woman wearing pants. No, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't until the series went into production you got the more colourful uniforms with the, the yeah. short skirts and stuff. Um, which scans. and I, I quite like the idea of um, it's a personal choice for different crew members. Yeah. Um, so oh, you know oh. you could have uh, someone wants to wear a dress if they want. Um, that's fine. I like that idea. Yeah, although in Next Generation you saw some of the the male extras wearing the dresses early in earlier episodes. Yeah, which I'm was not, that, like okay choice. That's but. disturbing. That's yeah. you know his, his. I mean that that's um, that's so so uh, close cut. You can almost see his dingleberries. <laughs> and it was a uh, yeah yeah. So I don't know. Uh, in terms of the uniform aesthetic, actually, it could be interesting. Is it just going to be the cage uniforms? I mean, they're a bit bland, but... Who knows? Who knows? Um, or my guess some kind of, some kind of in-between? Just like Enterprise, it'll be something that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Because it's so. mass, there's a massive gap mm-hmm. um, where we have no established uniform um, criteria. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cage uniforms look functional, at least. They certainly do, and it, it might be something uh, maybe um, hinting towards that yeah. if if they want to, or they might just go a completely different thing, saying, "Well, there's enough time period, there's enough of a time difference between our uh, our series and uh, the uh, original pilot and stuff like that that it could be a completely different uniform." Yeah, or maybe something resembling the Kelvin uniforms. That would be cool. Very yeah. very cool. L- little hints. It's kind of just before that. Little hints of uh, Bob Bob Blackman's um, um, design cues in, yeah. in in the Kelvin uniforms. That was quite cool. Well, in fact, I it's mean, co- it's around about that time, isn't it? It, it is. It is yeah. actually. Now that you mention that, that's actually you're you're quite correct. Uh, I mean, oh, hang on a second. Uh, when was Kirk born? Oh, God. <laughs> 
Hang on. Quick Google. <laughs> I mean... Uh, 22.33. Okay, so it's well after that then. Yeah, so... Um, they could go with an adaptation of what we see in the uh, movies. Yeah. And still be, at, and still be uh, canon. So, yeah. But then again, the, the movies is uh, Kelvinverse, so, and this is Prime Universe. So, although the, say, the Kelvin's in the Prime Universe until they encounter in, the black hole, so in, indeed. So, yeah. yeah, they might continue with the Kelvin uh, costumes, but I, my my guess is it will be something completely new because well, they want Paramount have to have them lying around, right? Well, yeah, definitely. But, <laughs> um, but you can't have your you can't have your uh, main crew using hand-me-downs from a from a film. Mm. They'd have to re- make them. Uh, they'll have to tailor them for the people in yeah. in the epi- in this series, yeah. which means you might as well just come up with a new design at the same time. Yeah. So that's um, that's that's what will happen. It will be a new design that we haven't seen yet. Well, if it's nearly twenty years after that, anyway. Yeah, I mean it's it's possible, and it should take some sort of design. No, it's yeah, ten years after. It's possible that it will, and it, in my opinion, it should take some design cues from um, what we've seen on the Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to, if you want to keep it canon, uh, but it could be something completely different. I mean, look, look at the difference uh, um, in the Wrath of Khan costumes and the the the, uh, the motion picture costume. Yeah, uh, motion picture uh, uniform design. Motion picture was a radical departure from original series. And then, pajamas, <laughs> yeah, and then um, the Wrath of Khan costume, much beloved, was a radical de- de- design from that as yeah. well, and that's just one. That's just a few years later uh, yeah. in, in the timeline, so anything's possible. I think it will have its own visual identity, both in a design aesthetic and uniform aesthetic. I think so. That's what they'll do because every series has always had its own design aesthetic. Yeah, except except well, Voyager and Deep Space Nine were sharing uniforms for a bit. Yeah, that has its merit because uh, Voyager um, Voyager launched at the same time uh, when yeah. Deep Space Nine's uniform was current, and then they were flung to the far uh, reaches of the uni- of uh, our um, I was going to say universe there, uh, yeah. our galaxy, and obviously they have better things to do than come up with their own design. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, and uh, then Deep Space Nine got the the first contact uniforms. Yeah, I w- <laughs> did you notice them always? Uh, the first couple of episodes um, when they introduced that, they mm. were. The if you watch carefully, the the costumes change ever so slightly. Yeah, uh, the the depth uh, the the depth of the the grey, and everything mm. like that goes up and down, and at one point, uh, Cisco's got his communicator on the grey shoulder. Yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that. That's in the first episode that he wears yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. And at one point, the, the 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 at one point, it's solo down and to the left. He could have just um, sort of like done a ch- chicken wing thing with his with his arm, left <laughs> arm, and would have activated the communicator. Yeah. Um, uh, Weird that. <laughs> well, they were they were they were trying to. Um, Bob Blackman was was experimenting basically mm. uh, what worked best until they until they settled with uh, what you see. Uh, 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 about five or six episodes later, then they've got they've got, okay they've, they've got something that works. Yeah. Well, turns out they were doing it right in First Contact all along. <laughs> yeah. See, when I first saw First Contact, and I, you first see that costume, I'm like, 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. A lot better than what the, uh, the next generation uniforms were, anyway. I liked the next generation uniforms when they were current. I like the Mandarin color and stuff like that. And, and right. I used to, I used to have a a warp one. Um, that's going back a little bit. Warp one limited. Mm. Um, uh, costume, uh, but um, got I kind of expanded in my later <laughs> later on, and I can't fit into it anymore. So my friends got it, and I loved it. Mm. Um, but it it always seemed a bit too. I don't know. Not clownish as such, but um, certainly not as imposing as the uh, as the first contact. Mm. I mean, when someone in the first contact uniform stands up in front of you and tells you, um, "Don't attack! Don't attack us! Otherwise, we're we're going to kick your ass." <laughs> it, you would believe him more than someone in the next generation costume. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting so far off. Yeah, there. yeah. Tangents. <laughs> Get back on track, right? Yeah. So okay, D- onto the ship. Discovery, we're presuming the ship's going to be called. Uh, apparently the design that people have been arguing about um, yep. isn't the final one, which was pretty well uh, pretty well assumed back in the day anyway, when, when they released the, um, the teaser. Uh, how different the design's going to be from what we've seen, mm-hmm. not sure. Well, I've, My money's on it not being that different. I read somewhere that it's already changed. Um, that some parts of it have already changed. I've got new nacelles and such like mm. that. Um, what we saw in that teaser was basically quick. Let's let's show them something. Yeah, uh, we totally called that on our uh, last flash uh, podcast. Yeah, we, we we totally called that. Other people saying, oh no no no, this is, I don't <laughs> like this design. I'm not going to watch it because of this design. Uh, firstly, I'm like, how childish are you? <laughs> and second and secondly. It's just a teaser. It's just yeah. just something to to just make you go ooh, mm. and make 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 you talk about it, and it yeah. worked. I wonder. Um, yeah, I wonder what the how significantly it'll change. Maybe I don't know, I think some some grooves will be smoothed out a little bit, and the color might change a bit. I think. Um, yeah, it's it's got a possibility of completely radically changing. Possibly. Yeah, I don't I think we'll go- stray too far from what they've shown us though. No, I, th- I, th- I think that might smooth it out a bit more. Maybe may- may make it a little bit more cylindrical mm. um, uh, instead of this just wedge. Yeah. Because um, uh, I can see what people are saying that it looks like um, uh, D five uh, yeah. main hu- main hull turned upside down. I think it just looked. I-, I personally think it looks a little bit awkward. Um, yeah, but then a lot of people thought Enterprise looked awkward as well. Yeah, it's probably the first ship design I've seen that I haven't been apart from the J.J. Abrams Enterprise, uh, that I haven't been enthusiastic about. I, I liked some aspects of it. Yeah, I remember when I first saw The Defiant, for instance, I was like, that is cool. And um, Voyager, it just looks like a baby galaxy class. Does it? A little bit, I would say, yeah. I think you're, you're off the beaten track there. Um, looks nothing. Looks looks nothing like it has nothing in common with Galaxy Class apart from the fact that it's got a saucer. Well, the, the, I mean the deflector dish is similarish in the fact that it's that it lights up blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just um, you know, when I when I look at Voyager, I can see the similarities to the the design aesthetic. Well, of the obviously, 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 it's come after the Galaxy Class. So will, yeah, there, there will be, and it's smaller, and you you have a, a, a certain design aesthetic. 
mm-hmm. which I happen to which I happen to prescribe to. See all these people that bring out these weird and fancy designs, which look like Alien of the Week and all the reporter. They, they've they've made an Alien of the Week design and they've just put USS something on it on it, and they th- they think yeah that makes it a Starfleet ship now. Yeah, no, well, I remember reading the the um, stuff by the guy I forget his name who designed the Romulan Warbird. Uh, and he talked about how he'd never done Star Trek before, mm-hmm. but he was looking at the aesthetic and everything has two engines, you know, yep. pointed in the same direction or well, multiples Roddenberry, of two engines. Gene you know. Roddenberry always said the the nacelles have to be uh, in even even evens, yeah. even Stevens. So two or four or six, <laughs> uh, but not one or not and not three, which is why yeah. I don't like the the all good things Enterprise. Mm. I and really Kelvin don't only like has one. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. It just no, it's just just it looks awkward and unbalanced. Yeah, so as far as this designer was concerned, every ship in the Star Trek universe had to follow a certain group of rules. Yeah. And the kind of binary functioning engine kind of thing was one of them and and um I can't remember what some of the other rules they established was, but you know, they've ever since the seventeen oh one Enterprise they've followed a similar yep. uh, aesthetic of the well, one uh, ex- Apart from yep. the NX one, they've had the the saucer, the star drive, and two nacelles. Yep. For, yeah. But NX NX one can be uh, forgiven because it was just it was one of the first real starships that they made. Uh, bef- uh, all the other designs that you see are basically uh, it's just it's just a hull with some um, with some nacelles planted on it. Yeah. Um, so um, the 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 NX one was there for. I mean, the whole reason for the saucer apparently. Is good structural stru- uh, stability and lots of internal space, which yes. is what you need when you're going to be setting out on a long mission. Yes. Also, Cochrane saw it in the telescope. That can be retconned as well. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to steal that design because I've seen it and I know it works. Yep. So, like, uh, and your mem- your memory do- does plays tricks on you, and you might might have not you might have forgotten the fact that it's got a secondary hull. Yeah, well, he saw it in space as well, but I think the whole saucer and the cell design was was something that he that would that would have been the standout. It's got a saucer, it's got a circular, mostly circular front end, and it's got these nacelles sticking out. Mm. If voila, NX class. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see any NX class refits kicking about. In that the... would be cool. Yeah, especially cause... you know the, the, the Doug Drexler designed. Yeah. Uh, because well, I liked that. A lot of people saying it's ugly. It looks it looks uh, an afterthought. <laughs> They don't get it. It is mm. an afterthought, <laughs> for crying out loud. Of course it's an afterthought. and that well, It's was, in this mythical was, fifth season of Enterprise, or like, well, it'd probably be the sixth season, to be honest, but uh, this mythical fifth or sixth season, they say, um, okay, yeah. we want to put bigger crews on these things. Let's say, let's attach this section. I mean, that's that, that new section's got a bigger bigger um, warp engine, presumably warp six engine. You would imagine so, yeah. yeah well, that, that, that's what Doug Drexler has actually said. Yeah. Uh, if 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 it was there, if that was ever to become canon, it would have a, a bigger warp engine, um, and, and and possibly the also the because uh, the warp engines at the back of um, of of that new star drive, um, and uh, possibly a, the the shuttle bay moves from those two those two hangar do- uh, doors um, underneath. Mm. Moves to if you ever look at the design of the N- NX uh, at the back at the back of the saucer you've got doors and an, an observation um, dome. Mm-hmm. Those doors become shuttle bay doors. Yeah, 
So, so might that, see that's some reasonable. of them, so some of them kicking awesome. about. Yeah, in the same it, way that you would see Excelsiors all the time. Yeah, in, you see Excelsiors yeah. running running around in, uh, in DS9 all the time, taking the shellacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, see, you also see it in the Next Generation. Obviously, you don't see it in Voyager for so, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Or do you see one? Is there one in the? No, there isn't one in the fleet uh, that come that meets her. Is there? Other than the actual Excelsior in that one episode. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> it's obviously yeah. Yeah. Um, that but was obviously, from an economic reason, we've had this. We've got this model lying about from the films, so yeah. we'll just use it and call it different names every time we see it. They actually, every single time they film it, they actually do put a different name on it. Yeah. If if you um, see the name, if, even though you, even though you don't see the name, some they you often put a new name on it. Oh, right. Just to be on the just to be on the safe side. <laughs> I mean, um, you, you've seen. Um, what, what's the example? Um, the Yamaguchi. Uh, the 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 um, ambassador class, which is basically mm-hmm. basically they took the Enterprise E model, uh, repainted it to get rid of the battle scarring. The Enterprise C model. Yeah. En- Enterprise C. Enterprise C. Yeah. I said E, didn't I? Yes. S- silly, silly. <laughs> Tomorrow's Enterprise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Enterprise C model repainted it, taking all the battle damage away, and put Yamaguchi on it and stuff like yeah. that. And you only see it very fleetingly in I think it's one part of the uh, um, Picard's fleet. In um, that, what is it called again? That episode where, where the Klingon civil war and they 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 make that net to um, stop the. Oh yes, yeah. You know what I mean? What's, the, it the, What's it called? They, they do the tachyon net to stop. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember the name of the redemption. Episode. That's it. Redemption part one and two exactly. Yeah. It's in there, but you don't get to see anything. Mm-hmm. You just see its you just see its general shape. And um, the blobbiness because of the uh, VHS quality, yeah. um, but they did change the name. They also changed the design slightly of the uh, um, the uh, beside ram scoops. Mm-hmm. They made them narrower just by painting painting over some of the dome. Mm. Done, you know. And then 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 they took they got uh, an Excelsior class at the back. You know the 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 back bit on top of yeah. the, the star drive right right at the back. They took that and then. Stuck it to the bottom mm. of the um, uh, the star drive of uh, of the Yamaguchi, and suddenly you've got a, a variant of the uh, Ambassador Glass, and some yeah. eagle-eyed viewers saw it. But mm. they did change the name, even though you can't see it. Mm. So yeah, potential to see some Daedalus class ships as well. Oh, that would be nice. Well, that they were definitely really in nice. service at that point. Definitely. Yeah. That that would be really nice. I mean. Um, only three have ever been mentioned. Some take that to me to mean only three were made. That's bull, mm. utter bull. You know, uh, on, only the Enterprise and the uh, Yamato were mentioned in yeah. the next generation, but we knew there was more Galaxy class ships kicking about. Yeah, it just didn't need to mention them. No, then you see more later on anyway. But you but... See, then you see more later on. Yeah, uh, indeed, indeed. Then at one point, I, I've counted eight. In mm. one single, on one screen, mm. in one frame, I'm like, "This is awesome." Copy goes, paste. <laughs> yeah, goes to- goes totally against what uh, what Gene Roddenberry was saying that only six would be made. Yeah, but that was later on when yeah. Yeah, well, they, they just they needed they needed flagships, so they built them quickly. Yeah. There's no problem there. Um, no. Nope. Yeah. So there's again, there's a lot of potential for us yeah. to see some old and new. It would so, be nice. And well, we've never really seen a Daedalus in flight. I don't think. No, we haven't. Never. The, the closest we've ever gotten to is a little model on in Cisco's uh, office. Yeah, and I suppose the um, 
Crusher's ship and all good things looks a bit like one as well. Yeah, indeed, that's the Olympic class. It's does it? Yeah, it's 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 a it's um a nod to the old uh, yeah. Daedalus class. It's got a spherical um spherical yeah. saucer, it, and that's about it. That means a lot. That makes a lot of sense as well because it's yeah. very structurally solid, and you've got a lot of internal volume. Yeah. So um, old and new. That's what we're looking for, and I think there will be a good element of old and new because you know what I'd like to see. It'll have to be some of the old freighters that we see kicking about in Enterprise. Oh, yeah. Every now and then, just one of them tugging along. J-Class or whatever, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Just just one of them. So, you know, they're, they're ancient old, but someone's uh, making a living. Yes. <laughs> Pot- pottering about at Warp 2. Yeah, and there's a good there's a good chance we could see something like the, um, you know, a bit more from the Orions. Yes. Orion pirates could be something that appear in a couple of episodes. Yeah, I mean, Archer and Cole did stir them up. Yeah. And get them, get them angry. Yeah, and there's so, all sorts of chat about the Orion Syndicate at that time. So, indeed, why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, who, who knows? Anything's possible, and that would be really nice having the Orions um, more or less your alien of the week. Yeah, but not always. Every no, single episode. Well, you've only got you've only got 13 episodes. There's only so much you can do. Slightly recurring character, for example, just yeah. like in in the same kind of um, way that Shran would recur would pop up every so often, but not 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 too intrusively. Yeah, you could even have this whole um, more gung ho approach. You know, uh, the captain has contacts in the Orion Syndicate because needed them during wartime. Yeah, definitely. For instance, the Orion, Orion Syndicate was able to get the captain information or uh, technology or this, that, and the other that, yeah. that he she needed. A fresh yeah. load of photon torpedoes when they ran out, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It could be. I mean, yeah. you'll also have. I mean, it's obvious the Klingons will have to come in at some point. Yes. Uh, because this is the time when the Klingons are, uh, it's, uh, if you can get away with it, you can sh- shoot at them. Yeah, time. before the Organian peace treaty that um, made made their consoles run yeah. hot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, they could, they, could, um, they could also introduce that as well. Um, well, that's not till a bit later, but the, um, certainly the Klingons could be about, and will they have ridges or will they not, or will there be a mix? I liked how Enterprise um, retconned why um, some of the um, some of the Klingons, uh, well, the, all the Klingons in uh, in original series were um, f- uh, were uh, human like yeah. foreheads. I liked I liked how they retconned that. So you could have a mixture of both. I don't know. For me, it's a mystery that doesn't need solved or never needed solved. I thought Worf's answer of "We do not discuss it with outsiders" was was fine. Yeah, fair enough. But it did, <laughs> it did make interesting episodes. I did like it. Well, the, the episodes themselves were fine. I just, you know, it's one of those. I didn't need to know the answer to that because they had to. They had to. They had to explain why Klingon the Klingons uh, had ridges. Yeah. Uh, from from the get go, because obviously in the very what was it Broken Bow Broken Bow. Yeah. In the, the very first episode of Enterprise, you've got a Klingon there who's yeah. got ridges. And several pronou- other episodes after that. Quite pronounced. So they had to explain at some point, otherwise people were going to start getting really, really annoyed mm. about it. <laughs> Not necessarily. I remember there was um, some of the early chat about uh, trials and tribulations. You had um, an idea that when they went back in time, Worf would suddenly be ridgeless and no one would notice. <laughs> That would have, that would have been funny. It would have been it would have been hilarious. It would have just been like, why is no one noticing this? That would have been funny, actually. Yeah, instead, they went with the whole um, we don't we don't talk about it. 
And so it acknowledges that something happened. Yeah, indeed. It doesn't say what that thing was. I thought it was nice. It just fitted. It wasn't. Didn't seem too forced. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I mean, I think we should probably start wrapping this up because we've been on about this for over an hour. Yeah. Um, Is anybody still listening? Who knows? <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah. Someone. Yeah, this one listener he gave up half an hour ago. Yep. Uh, so. I guess as a quick summary, uh, the setting could be interesting, but the setting is nothing without the characters. Uh, no objections to having a diverse cast with no. a gay, with gay characters in inverted commas. Um, as long yeah, I mean, as as long uh, as like, these are characters and not tokens. I like the uh, actually the, another another thing uh, uh, the uh, the um, more aliens in the crew. Um, aspect could bring is more conflict or uh, tension between them uh, as uh, as the aliens used to their way of doing things yeah. are getting used to the Starfleet way of things and stuff like that. A little bit like we had with the Marquis in, in, in Voyager. Just a um, little bit less whiny. season. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's lots of potential. I'm excited. I can't wait to see more. I can't wait yep. to see some Star Trek again it, on Star television. Trek. Yeah. It's fresh Star Trek. It looks like it's going to be proper Star Trek. I am really, really looking. I'm, I'm stoked for this. And yes. anybody who who's already saying I'm not going to see it because of this, because of that, get a grip. It's yep. Star Trek. Be happy. I mean, we might watch it and it will suck. There's a there's that. There's every chance that, that could happen. But as Indeed, it says, but for, in, until you see it, yeah, don't judge it. Just yeah. wait until you can see it. As it sits, what I've heard so far, I'm encouraged about. I think there's a lot of good ideas in there, a lot of things that could happen. And there's, exactly, there's certain, there's certainly nothing that I um, uh, have seen so far that makes me go, eh, no. Yeah. And so far, it's all like, oh, that's interesting. So I imagine there'll be more pictures released, some casting. Um, I hope so. Some indications maybe, of who this is going to follow. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start seeing uh, hints of the. the I, I bet that soon we'll start seeing character images mm-hmm. in their costumes. Yeah, because we we saw that with Enterprise. Yeah. Slowly, they started showing um, publicity photos of the cast in their costumes as their characters. Yep. So it makes sense that we'll see that with this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows when? It's gonna it's gonna have to be soon. I'd say somewhere around the October October time. Once they've 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 finished uh, at least once they've finished uh, filming the um, the the pilot, or maybe like, they'll announce something on the fiftieth anniversary itself. That would be clever. Yes, would be very clever. Some kind of some kind of announcement. Here's a picture of the crew, and then and we'll have a picture to, of the ship. Then we'll have even more to talk about in our yes. upcoming podcast. <laughs> in our upcoming very long flashcasts. Shameful pun, shameful plug, shameful plug, shameful plug. And uh, I made it exactly one podcast before having to come back and talk about Star Trek. (laughs) Well. um, I didn't plan it this way, but it has become a Star Trek podcast already. And uh, Mm. I I dare say once uh, once the 50th is over with, there'll be more diverse topics. Yes. But yeah, if you like Star Trek, then we like Star Trek. So listen, we will talk about it a lot. Especially when Discovery's on, you know, I'll be writing reviews every week, and yep. there'll probably be some chats about. We could, we could do, we, yeah, we could do, we could do, we could do weekly um, 
what did you think of that pods? Weekly disco casts. <laughs> disco cat. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We could even I'm have a pending. disco music. <laughs> That's oh, going dear. too far. <laughs> yeah. Like, Strained that analogy. Yeah, and if Brian Fuller's listening, I imagine he's not. But you know, welcome on any time. Woohoo! <laughs> so I think we should wrap this up and uh, yep. get on with our lives until the next Star Trek news, and then we'll have no life again. Yep. Uh, so such, such as it is. So yeah, it's uh, that old analogy of uh, that that old saying back in that episode of Next Generation with the Barry on sweep starship mine. There it is. Where Riker says, "How long can two people talk about nothing?" The answer is this podcast. Yep. We now have the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should get that guy on, that commander guy. <laughs> we could talk about nothing for hours. No, it's not. Because that's us. <laughs> yep. So, two, yeah. Two, two geeks just waffling away. Yeah. So, thanks for joining me on this journey through the half a dozen pieces of information we have. Yeah, welcome. I mean, we're, we're still not as as long as the uh, Trek Yard's managed. No, well, not yet. Uh, and anybody who's listening, before we record the special 50th anniversary podcast, and that's coming up with maybe one or two special guests, probably one. Um, so stay tuned for that or listen to it if it's after we've made it. It's going to be a hoot. It's going to be great. Anyway... Get some popcorn and uh, and get your favourite beverage ready. It's going to be a long one. Yes, it is. Uh, break up into chunks. Listen to it. Pause it. Love it. I don't know. Love it. Hate it. Whatever. Yeah. As long as you listen to it. <laughs> so yeah, we shall sign off, I guess. Yes, I better get going. Anyway, as always, live long and prosper. Peace and long life. Goodbye all. Goodbye.